listen to the Tomahawk Roundup. All right, so what is going on, guys? This is Frank Zorowski here with the Tomahawk Roundup, and I'm joined by Brad Merrick of the Muskegon Lumberjacks. Brad, how are you today? I'm good, Frank. How are you? Really excited to have you on. It's it's great to have a really humorous personality and uh, agitation style on the show, and we're really excited to have you. <laughs> yeah, it's good. It's good to be here. Yeah. So after spending two seasons with the now defunct Central Illinois Flying Aces, you were selected by the Youngstown Phantoms in the dispersal draft. What was that experience like for you? Uh, the whirlwind of emotions, I would have to say. Um, it was my time in Central Illinois was great. I loved coaching staff there. Uh, came to a kind of an abrupt stop, but I uh, had nothing but good things to say about Youngstown when I was talking to them in the summer. It was kind of like a free agent spot there so anybody could talk to you throughout the league and you knew the draft order set up about halfway through the summer so uh, reaching out or the team's reaching out to me and uh, some of the GMs and owners and them reaching out just saying hello and kind of putting the foot in the door and uh, kind of get a feel for where you want to play and so, so it was nice to kind of just pick where you really would want to go but at the end of the day there's a draft and uh, went ended up going to Youngstown and had a had a year there where not my best, but um, nothing but good things to say about the organization. Yeah, and keeping with that theme of progression, Brad, you know your game has really picked up offensively after being traded to Biskegan. What sparked this, in your opinion? Um, I think it's just the the coaching style and them having some belief in me that I can have offensive production and. They let me show that with, you know, the guys I'm playing with or the style of play that they want me to be my style of player. And they also know that I can score goals and and help out offensively, whether it's in front of the net or uh, just being a big body to kind of a prick around around the tough areas. But it, it's good. It's fun. So almost, a, uh, for our Chicago listeners, almost an Andrew Shaw kind of player, if you will. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and that's and that's really important because it's one thing to have the ability to score goals, but it's the another uh, it's another thing entirely to say, hey, we're gonna go to the dirty areas in front of the net. I think a perfect example, just a recent goal you scored, bounced off your rear end to seal the deal against the Gamblers in Game One. Yeah, no, that was uh, that was fun. Uh, just had Hank, Hank Kemp shoot it at me, and uh, luckily enough, just hit me hit me in the butt. Ended up going in the net, but I mean that's how that's how I like to score. You know, I mean the pretty ones are nice always, but they feel just as good when when they're dirty ones too. Yeah. So there was a specific moment that I got to witness live against your former team, uh, Youngstown, on January fourteenth, twenty twenty one. You scored early in the first period and flashed the Muskegon logo on your jersey to the Phantom bench. What inspired you to do that, and what were the emotions like holding the new logo to your previous team? Oh. Um... Yeah, it's funny, just kind of laugh talking about it, but like I said, I, I don't have any uh, hatred towards those guys or the coaching staff at all, so I think, you know, it was before the game, I had it set in my mind as my first time playing them that, you know, I said to myself, you know, I'm going to score, and this is what I'm going to do, just kind of show it off, but it happened so early that uh, I, I did it, and my emotions were really high, obviously, and it did feel good to to put that one away um but it, it was good uh i think probably one of the coolest schools i've scored just as like uh 
uh, oops moment for them, I think. Yeah. Yeah, so. it's like it's like, hey, you traded me, now now here's what we're going to get out of it. Right. Yeah, and that's always important, you know, going up against a former team, just kind of little friendly competition with that going. Yeah, for sure, definitely. Yeah, so being from Big Rapids, Michigan, what was your reaction to being traded to the Muskegon Lumberjacks, and how did that native presence, if you will, inspire you to do great things that you're doing this season? Oh, it was awesome. I think I have a sense of comfortability that I didn't have before, like, having a tough day you know you're you're close to home no matter what and I'm a big homebody guy so I think it was really a comfortable thing for me I came in instantly and the guys welcomed me right away uh with with some text messages or you know reaching out here and there however and then I get there and it it is close to home it kind of hits you as a realization that your first three years were so far away from home but now you're still playing in the great league um, and then you're, you're just right down the road from home. So it, it's been really cool for me. Yeah, and that's that best of both worlds style of play because now you've got the familial connection and you're able to play your best hockey. I mean, this season's been incredible for you, and I, I have to say it could be attributed to that, like you said, that sense of comfortability. Yeah, no, for sure. It's been great. Yeah, so you have an agitating, chippy style of play, and you have said yourself to me off the air that you model your game after Washington Capitals forward Tom Wilson. Where did this style come from for you? Uh, I think just seeing him play uh, over the years. I know he was a first-round draft pick, so you got to respect him there in a ways of he does have the talent of what it takes to play with those top-level guys like Ovechkin, Backstrom, you, you see that night in and night out. And then he also knows when old school style of hockey needs to be played and set in place. And I think that's still important. And I think a lot of people look, look over it and um, yeah, not with the recent times, not necessarily condoning him on his actions, but I just think overall his style of play is something great to be modeled after and something that not a lot of guys want to do. And, but it, it works out. It does work out, and I think the parallels we see, it's almost like a hybrid, I'll, I'll reference them again, Andrew Shaw, Tom Wilson style, where you've got the scoring playing of Tom Wilson, but you're not afraid to get into the slimy areas right in front of the trees, and that's so important. Yeah, no, it is It is very important. As a Red Wings fan, I definitely know Andrew Shaw. <laughs> you, you always hate to play or watching the games against Chicago because you, you never knew what he was going to do, if he was going to go out and score two goals or he was going to have a fight. He was definitely going to make an impact on the game some way, and I think that's just something I want to try to do every single night, whether it's you know winning my face-offs, hitting guys, uh, being first to pucks, heavy on my feet, going to the hard areas scoring a goal you know I think when you're not having a good night offensively you might step back and you say okay tonight's my night to be really good on the penalty kill uh bang bodies and then have the other guys on my line have success because that comes with playing hard and that's so important I think especially that self-awareness that I'm getting from you Brad that hey, it might not be my night. Okay, what can I do to still be productive even though it's not my offensive night? Yeah, exactly. It's huge. Yeah. So how did you come to commit to Ferris State University, and what made that school so attractive to you? Um, Definitely growing up. uh, I'm from Big Rapids, Michigan, obviously. So 
Um, that's right where Ferris State is. Mm-hmm. So I grew up my whole life going to Ferris State games and watching uh, my now assistant coach, Cody Chupp. Uh, he played at Ferris State. He was actually my favorite player, ironically. So That's uh, a small world. Yeah, it's crazy, the hockey world is. But, yeah, no, Bob Daniels, head coach there, he's nothing but great things. Uh, the assistant coaches, Drew Familak, they're uh, also nothing but great things. Um, they're doing a great job, you know, still with the program. This year was tougher for them, but a big incoming freshman class for them last year, so it's tough, and with COVID. But, no, I've always been, uh, been a Bulldog fan, and uh, – definitely something I dreamed of as a kid so it was attraction from when I was young and that's that's so incredible when you're when you're talking about that circle becoming complete if you will it's almost like a guy who's like I'll use an example from Chicago Tommy Wingles grew up playing Chicago hockey and he got to play for the Blackhawks for half a season in a sense it's the same type of emotions for you exactly like I, I like I said earlier homebody kid I don't think there's anything better than being able to play for Division One program right in your own backyard, and that's 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 awesome that you're getting that opportunity and privilege to do it. So as the 2021 NHL draft approaches this summer, what do you feel your biggest asset to an NHL team is? Uh, I just feel like for me, in that big that big term, the NHL is just being like a hard nosed player who is a two way responsible forward. Uh, can add a touch of some offensibility where, you know, you need a goal, six on five, put me in front of the net, uh, penalty kill, face-offs. Um, I have confidence in, in all that stuff, and I know that that would take my game to the next level. And that jack-of-all-trades mentality is so important, uh, especially, you know, when we talked with Patrick Sharp, he talked about the 200-foot game and the special teams and knowing your role in a sense. And it sounds like you've got a, got that, a pretty good grasp on that. Yeah, definitely over the years in the USHL, you learn uh, pretty quick what your role is. And from team to team, I think it's been a great experience for me and not rushing into college or school was great decision for me um, because I do get another year of like learning and taking your game to the next level and making it even more detailed of, hey, this is what is going to take me to the next level, so let's focus in on it and become great on it. And just refining those little things that you feel, hey, I want to work on this this game or this this week, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, exactly. Like, um I definitely want to say we work on face-offs every week. That's a big thing for me, um, being reliable and then out of the D zone and because all of our offense stems from good defensive play. Right? We don't want to be in the D zone for very exactly. long. Everybody, want, everybody wants to go score goals. So, um, But just dial it in those little things, like the details, like you were saying, I think those are so important. Yeah, the devil's in the details, and especially when you're talking about being in the defensive zone, all hockey is a transition game, so how do we transition out of our defensive zone into the into the forecheck that we want to be? Yeah, right. No, I think that is all very important, and I, I think it's what our coaches have been doing here is great for us, and it's been great for me, so I'm happy with it. Yeah, Brad, before we head out tonight, is there anything else you want to add for our listeners around the U.S., Canada, and beyond? Just uh, keep 
keep working on what you got to do and good things will happen and good things will come to good people. So always be positive, have a good mindset on things and always remember that hockey's a game of fun and don't overthink things and just go out and have a good time. Go out, have a good time and maybe win a couple games. Brad Merrick of the Muskegon Lumberjacks. Brad, thank you so much for the time. Thank you so much, Rick.